Hey y'all, it's the Carbon Alchemist here, giving y'all the tools for y'all transformation. We out here transmuting daily. And so, I'ma just go ahead and kick off season two. Yeah, I'ma go ahead and kick off season two with this. I was debating if this was gonna be like just kind of a a random episode or if I was going to really kick off season two because I was going to wait till next month. But I've just been so divinely inspired. <laughs> I've been so divinely inspired. It's been so much going on. We in tourist season, so it is a new season. Even though we're still in April, it's definitely a new season. It's, it's a new energy. It's, it's highly windy out here. You know, you can definitely feel the winds of change. You can feel the winds bringing in a new a new season a new a new time a new era and i just had to do this podcast y'all because it's it's been on my heart it's literally been on my heart and when i say i've been divinely inspired it's because not only has this been like a culmination of my own personal life experiences but when I realized that like so many people, like especially like those that have really like fucked with me, you know, throughout the years and have really been on my side and have really, you know, just been like, you know, that kindred spirit and have just really just understood, you know, a nigga. Like I'm inspired not only by my story, but the stories of those that I love, the stories of those that I've also just witness, you know, the stories that I've also studied and just life. So, and then just, um, just my own personal experiences. So long story short, and I'll get into these later, but like, I want to, I want to, I want to touch on the concept of the scapegoat, not only because I'm a Capricorn, but literally because like, this is this this is something that I did not realize until literally, I'ma say <laughs> a few days ago. Like to the to the point to where I wanted to cry about it. And literally, when I tell y'all, like the spirit of the motherfucking ethers would just not let me drop a tear because of the downloads, the realizations, the updates, the epiphanies that I have just been having. And you know what's so crazy, y'all? I lost my voice and I haven't been able to talk for like a week and a half going on two weeks for real, for real, like not like consistently. And it's even making me use my real voice, my real voice, which is so funny. I mean, they're all my voices, but my regular voice that comes from my diaphragm is actually very deep. And I always would joke to myself, especially when I first moved to Cal, uh, to Cali, I was like, man, I sound like a nigga, especially, you know, like you go out there, everybody's like, hi, hi. <laughs> and, you know, I could tell that like the depth of my voice was abrasive. So over the years you learn, especially, you know, black people do this anyway, but you just learn to kind of smooth your voice out. So it's not as abrasive to people, you know, but anywho, it's so that's what I'm saying. Like just a bunch of little things like. I haven't been able to talk, but I I knew it was something spiritual, but I had a girl call me. She called me twice. She called me a week, a week and some change apart. That's how I know my voice has been tore up for a week because I, I haven't been able to do readings or any type of consultations. And 
she said, you know, it's crazy. She said, you were like the fifth, the fourth or fifth person that I've called that his voice has been messed up and they can't talk. She said, all y'all can't talk right now. And I started laughing. I said, wow, that even just confirmed it for me. I said, yeah, this is a, I don't even think it's a spiritual attack. I don't even take it as that. I took it as this was my period and this is my period of silence which we're going to get into, once again, the concept of the scapegoat and how all this ties in. Roll with me. Y'all know how I do. I'm going I'm to bring it all together. So I thought to myself, I said, bro, because even my homegirl, she was like, damn, bitch. She said, I've never heard you like this. I've never in my life lost my voice like this. Never. In my almost 30 years, I have never lost my voice like this, bro. I know it's spiritual, but... It's funny because even before I lost my voice, I I literally, I remember it was like a couple of days where I was just like, man, I'm fucking tired. Like, I'm tired of talking. And I literally was like, like kind of saying that to myself and not tired of talking in a sense of communicating as a human. Obviously, like we talk and communicate, but tired of talking in the sense of fucking defending myself, defending my beliefs defending my life, defending my stance, defending my creativity, defending my spirit, defending my soul, defending my everything, defending what the fuck is even in the world. You feel me? I literally, I was like, I am fucking tired, bro. I would just tell myself that in my subconscious. And I, and even when I would have private moments, because like I said, I and, I and I'm not ashamed of it at all. Like I talk to myself a lot out loud. It's because I spend a lot of time with myself, you know, a lot of, I ain't gonna say a lot of, I only have three friends. Uh, my three friends don't live in the same state as me and I only have three friends. And when I say I have three friends, I literally have three friends. Okay. I'm not that person that, Oh, I got, no, no, no. I got three friends, bro. That's it. And two, two of them, I talk to a little bit more regularly and one I talk to regularly. You know what I mean? So I spend a lot of time by myself. I am not close with my family. I do not care to be close with them, even as we will get to that. Like, I, you know, my, my siblings live in a different state. So I spend a lot of time by myself, but I always have, even when I was in other relationships, because of just moving, proximity, leaving, all this shit. I really still spent a lot of time by myself, to myself, with myself. So I say all that to say, when you have a person that spends a lot of time with themselves, boy, I'm telling you, and then you get silent, you can't even talk to yourself, boy, do you do some reflecting. And then, you know, I mean, I have an Instagram now, but like I post stories and stuff. But literally, like, even that, I've gotten strategic. Like, I post stories just to maintain engagement. Literally, just to maintain engagement until I can muster up the strength to 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 make a new post. Because I actually like posting informational shit that people can use, not just fluff. So, I say all this to say, this was, that's why I say I was divinely inspired to do this. And the whole point, my intent behind this is really... 
is that I want the other scapegoats to not only realize that you are not fucking crazy, but it's time for y'all to release yourself from the, the projections of other people. It's just time. Rather, it's your family, your lover, your friends, people in the world, your own perceptions, the, 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 the negative narratives that you've created about yourself, also from the projections of other people, it's time you release them. So you can get to this next phase because you are in an accelerated phase and your success is being divinely accelerated and you don't have time for the bullshit. You don't have time for explanations. You don't have time to explain to motherfuckers shit that they already know. You don't have time to explain to motherfuckers the shit that they do that they know is bullshit. You don't have time to explain to motherfuckers the wrongs and how they're treating you. You don't have time to explain to motherfuckers how they're projecting their own bullshit and what they don't like in you are the things that they can't handle or haven't reconciled inside themselves. You can no longer do that, okay? You just can't. My homegirl was telling me about uh, she got a brother. And long story short, he's been dating this girl for 10 years. Now, we already know relationships. It, I don't care. It takes two to tango. No matter how, even if relationships get turbulent, violent, abusive, and I can speak on this because I've been in relationships as such, I can even still hold myself accountable in those relationships. You get what I'm saying? So it always takes two. Full disclaimer. So I'm not saying that it's that he, that he don't bear no weight, but here's the thing. He's a black, he's a young black man of today. We already know and break down their psychology. I'm no longer interested in the black male pathology and psychology in 2022. I don't give a fuck. Black men going to do what they going to do and they just going to have to figure it out. There will be no more podcasts on black men on this damn channel, period. So moving on. We know his pathology in 2022. Now, his woman was a Middle Eastern woman from an affluent neighborhood in California. Now, this is a, a pathology that's rarely explored. That's why I want to get into this side. There's enough videos on black people and the black male pathology. It, do, it no longer interests me. So... <laughs> Long story short, they met, she pursued him, which like I told my friend in real time, I said, girl, I said, she only pursued him because of the neighborhood. One, one, his phenotype, but two, she pursued him because of the neighborhood that she observed him in. If we were living on Crenshaw, if we were living in Long Beach, I don't see her pursuing him. She pursued him because she understood that if he's over here, he got some type of money or resources and that he's meant to be over here. Y'all get what I mean. So they date or whatever. At the time, he was going to school. He was uh, going to school to be an architect. He had like an internship. He was working for Nike. He was working on movie sets. He, you know, he was doing this shit. Entrepreneur had different bunch of different things going on. It was good times. She starts... This is, where I, this is where I told my homegirl where I said, I don't, I don't like this bitch. In her mind, 70, 80K a year to start off with was just not enough. Now, here's the thing. I'm all for big money. 
I'm a billionaire. Period, point blank. But that doesn't mean that I don't have, I understand that everybody won't be a millionaire and a billionaire. And I understand that even a lot of millionaires and billionaires, but definitely a lot of millionaires and just successful people, somebody had to build that. Rather, it was them or it was their parent or their grandparent. Somebody had to build that from the ground up. Somebody had to put in the time, the work, the discipline and move with a purpose in life and make sacrifices to build this shit for everybody to eat off of. That shit don't just happen. Okay. That shit is not just a fluke. When these businesses are successful, it may seem overnight to the public, but I promise you, when you talk to that person, they will tell you, I've been prepping my whole life for this. Rather I knew it or not, my whole life was, was wrapped up in this. Because in business, especially when you're building a business, you quickly realize like, damn, bro, it, it like everything else, it illuminates so many aspects of you and your life. So I say all this to say, you know, he would come with ideas. Now, mind you, when she graduated from high school, her father gave her $150,000 in a brand new luxury vehicle, right? Now, understand you're with this man. Now, understand too, she's a Middle Eastern woman. So culturally, they culturally believe in our design to default to the man. They not like niggas. They default to men. Men assert they motherfucking self in their communities to this day. That culture ain't playing games, just like them uh, damn Koreans. Seriously, they are not playing games, <laughs> okay? Because their literal wealth depends on it, and they're not playing about their money. So, okay, you come from that. You with this, you pursued this man for a relationship over the span of ten years. This woman loses $120,000 to the stock market. Never introduces him to her father, which, full disclaimer, he had a period where he wasn't working. He was getting um, a trade license during that time. But in her mind, I know what it is because this is the, the other race, especially Middle Eastern pathology out there. I'm with a black man. I already know what my father is going to think with him being a black man and how their culture is. From the outside looking in, he does not have as much of his own money, nor have I listened to this man to build and establish any type of financial success. My father is going to hold him to, a, to an even stricter policy because he knows how black men are. I don't want to take this black man to my Middle Eastern father who has gas stations and, you know, who owns a lot of money. I mean, owns a lot of money, owns a lot of property and has a lot of money. Blase, blase. I don't want to do that because I don't think that he is a fit mate, but I do love him. But I also don't want to fully rely on him. Because I, too, see things in his black male pathology that me as a Middle Eastern woman, not only do I not understand, but it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uneasy. 
So I don't want to put myself in the position with my Middle Eastern father to also have to fully rely on this black man who I do not feel comfortable with. I understand. I understand. I get it. But here's where she fucked up. And here's where he became the scapegoat. Not because he's black. Just let me, and I'm a, I'm a, we just follow me. So <laughs> after 10 years, so mind you, in the 10 years, now, now $150,000, especially outside of California, is a lot of money. You could do, even in California, you could do something with one fifty. Any sound minded adult should be able to flip $150,000, even if you lose some of it. If she lost 20 bands in the stock market, even 30 bands, I could roll with it. But if you took that other 120 and you got a property, you started a business, you, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, that's just, that's just part of business. Like you're going to lose money. That's called calculated risk. Calculated risk. So as a Middle Eastern woman who naturally defaults to a man and you got this money and you saying you love this man, over 10 years, you don't listen to this man on property, business, your business, you know, she got a, she got a license. He gave her an idea that the heat, her dude, my uh, dude, my friend's brother even built her website. He built her website. He gave her research. He himself is like a, um, an electrician and fucking, uh, like, you know, a general like handyman. He even said, Hey, you get a property where I live. I'll work on it for you. You don't even have to pay me. I'll fix it up for you. Have it laid. It will appreciate in value. And mind you, he was saying this because he worked on his mother's property. And guess what happened? It appreciated in value. He also told her to get a property in the market where he was at in Texas. Now, for those of you that don't know, Texas has been booming since the motherfucking Alamo, bro. No cap. <laughs> Texas economy is damn near is, is almost infallible. I swear to God, even when the 2008 recession hit, guess who was unaffected? Texas. Look it up. So even now, the houses that, that sold for 600000 700000 a few years ago, they're sitting at a mill, mill two, mill five now. Go look it up. She wants to do it now. Oh, bitch, it's too late. By the time you read about it, like Jordan Belfort said, it's too late. Once you, beat it, once you read it about it in Wall Street. No, it does, business do not work like that. You got to listen in real time. You got to have divine discernment, divine wisdom, and you have to be able to listen to people, all people from all different walks of life, from all different tax brackets. You got to be able to, because here's the thing. The reason why I listen to so many different people on a lot of different things is because I feel like God can use whoever the goddess can use whoever to speak to you. The universe can use whoever to speak to you. But if I'm so busy looking at somebody's race, economics, age, this, that, woo, 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 woo. not saying that you can't vet people, obviously, but y'all should get what I'm saying. You use divine discernment. You filter the information that you receive and you leave the rest. That's what you should be able to do as a grown functioning adult. So I say that to say, and I'm, this is where it goes all into the scapegoat. This podcast may be a little bit longer because when people do not take accountability for their own faults, 
When people do not take accountability for their own actions, you would be amazed at how they will pull things or try to, they will almost, I'm not going to say lie on you, but in a sense, yeah, like they will create falsehoods about you. So let me go back before I get there to preaching. <laughs> so he gave her all these ideas, right? And, and even helped her. Hey, I'm going to build your website. I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'll work on your property. I'll manage it for you. You don't have to pay me nothing. I just want you to be okay. You know what she hit him with? This this me over here. This my money. That's you do what you do with your money. And basically, mind your motherfucking business. Okay. Cool. No problem. That's not a problem, but here's what you don't do, and here's where she fucked up. And here's like I told my homegirl. I said, he needs to cut that bitch off and never speak to her again. That bitch is dangerous. She's trying to use him as a scapegoat because here's the thing. I'm not stupid. Just because your daddy gave you $150,000, that doesn't mean that he doesn't want some type of account for his money. That does not mean that he wants to... That he does not want to understand. Okay, baby, it's been a decade. What have you done? What have you done with this money? Please, you know what I mean? Now, so here's and here's why I say people be on bullshit. And I can speak to this because I've dealt with this even in my own personal relationships. This is what people do even in your relationships when you're the scapegoat. When they drag you to their family, when they tell their family, oh, the reasons why I'm not getting ahead is because this person ain't doing this. The reasons why I'm not able to do X, Y, and Z is because this person. The reason why I haven't been able to, this person is going to, you don't realize, but this person has been using you as a scapegoat. So here's what happens. When they start bringing you or they're going to tell you it's because it's you, right? But no, they don't want to bring you around their family because when you come around and their family gets to observe you all on their own, their family is going to quickly realize that, hold on, this person is very fucking practical. This person is actually highly intelligent. This person, hold on, this person ain't the motherfucking problem. And now they don't want to be held accountable because that's pretty much what has happened. This bitch don't want to be held accountable for the past 10 years. And now you want to bring him in to explain to your family while you're not in a different position in your life. Because here's the thing, like I told my homegirl too, they haven't lived in the same state for five years. So what is the excuse? She can't even blame him for any, any shortcomings that she has. Y'all have not even lived in the same state. And like you've made it so plainly clear, bitch, you got the money. Your daddy is the businessman. Your family got the bread. He ain't shit. Okay, so why haven't you still been able to get ahead? Exactly. You have and now you want to use this man as the motherfucking, oh, here, explain it to my dad, explain it to my mom. So then they can go off of their own perceptions in their head and which you have also crammed down their throat or, or you know, crammed into their brain about him the past 10 years. He's the scapegoat. He ain't been perfect. But goddamn, that's not fair. You don't listen to a motherfucker for $150,000. It take you losing $150,000 over 10 years 
for you to say, damn, let me let me try to roll with a person. Okay, boom. I'll take it to my family. Y'all going to see a thing. My grandmother is in an abusive relationship with a fucking crackhead. It makes no sense. My grandmother was also in an abusive relationship, emotionally abusive, spiritually and physically abusive towards her children or her oldest child with my grandfather. My mother didn't, my grandmother did not grow up in an abusive household. My grandmother will tell you she had a perfect childhood. Her issues came when she became an adult. You can, and people do get traumatized as adults. We do as a society focus a lot on childhood trauma, and it is very important. Don't get me wrong. I am a, I am a survivor of childhood trauma. However, there also needs to be a separate focal point on adult trauma because somewhere in the psyche with adults, it gets real fucked up and they cannot function and they do not make good life decisions. So my grandmother went from one abusive relationship to the other, essentially. Long story short, me and my cousin, who was also another woman, we're at her house at her beck and call because she thought she needed to go to the hospital. Her husband comes and basically proceeds to start cursing out my little cousin, who was also a female. To which, obviously, we already know this became a problem. You know, her father was called. It became physical. And, you know, things just happened because this grown-ass man has threatened a fucking woman verbally and obviously was proceeding physically. Now, my grandmother decides that she's going to take a stance against me for illuminating the bullshit because here's the thing outside of us as grown women my grandmother also watches our baby cousins who are children one of which whom cannot speak at this time so if something were to happen to him he cannot fucking speak up and defend himself nor tell his fucking parents hey so and so did or said this to me so also what my grandmother demonstrated was that she she will lie for said for said nigga so instead of to, and, and here's what happened. Here's how I know I've been the scapegoat. And I know this because my mother did the same thing to me. When my family, when, when, shit, when shit goes down in my family, from my mother to my grandmother to my uncle, I swear to God, when their shortcomings and their fuck ups are illuminated, do you know that they go out of their way? Because now here's the thing. Nobody can talk about my finances anymore. When I was struggling, when I was going through my, my, my divine opposition, I'm not even going to call it struggling no more because that was my motherfucking testing grounds. That was my motherfucking divine opposition to, and that's another thing, scapegoats. Y'all not crazy. All this divine opposition that y'all been going up against y'all entire life with y'all family, with y'all fucking jobs, with people in the fucking world, and everybody wants to make it seem like it's you. It is you. It is you because you are that motherfucker, okay? It is you because you are anointed. It is a calling on your life. You have a purpose in this world. That's why people don't like you. 
That's why people come against you. That's why you have these unique situations and you like, damn, why does it seem like everybody else can group up and be fine? And I'm always left kind of on the outside looking in back to my other podcast episode. It's because you are different. I am different. (laughs) This is why I don't have a lot of friends. And this is also why my friends don't have a lot of friends. I only have one friend in my friend group that I'm going to say has more. Actually, no, nope, nope, no, she does not. She actually has me. No, she has about three or four friends. Yep, same. And and she's known me half her life. And the other one, she's known them for like 10 years. So, yeah, all of my friends also, we don't have a lot of friends. We just don't. A lot of the people that I resonate with in my life that I truly like, literally like our souls speak to each other. They, 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 they feel me on such a divine level. I'm like, man, this is my family. You know what I mean? Like my, my friends, like literally them bitches are my family. They love a nigga. They understand me. They get me. They feel for me. They cry for me. They 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 worry about me. They stomp down about me. They defend me. They stand in spiritual solidarity with me. I will never find them again. God forbid something happened to my friends. Bro, that's it. I got to meet these bitches on the other side. Because... That type of resonation is just outside of fuck a relationship, just in humans. You will be hard pressed. Finding your tribe is a, is a hard situation. It just is. And it gets harder and harder because of, 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 the, of the energies, the, the darkness that's at play. And I mean darkness in the negative, not the positive, because there is a positive darkness. Fuck a nigga me. <laughs> You know, but I'm telling y'all, you, the scapegoats, I'm speaking to the scapegoats. You are not crazy. You are, def- you, you have been facing divine opposition your entire life because you had to get prepped for your purpose. Because once you start moving and walking in your purpose, It is you are the balance in the world. You are here to counteract the bullshit in the world. It's just like I was telling my homegirl. I'm so passionate about business because once upon a time, business was meant to provide opportunities. It was it was meant to create economy and and communities where people could flourish, feed their families. You feel me? It business really essentially was meant to help people. And over time, it became more and more corrupt. It became more and more sinister and it became it became something else. I and my Capricorn modality and who the fuck I am, I am here with my other business and even with this business. Essentially, I'm here to 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 go against that in the world. That's 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 my that's my war. As a warrior in this life and, and in this modality and my purpose. That's why things have accelerated 
so fast for me because, and not only just me, but those around me that are starting to really come into their purpose, they feel it too. Them winds of change are coming in fast because you have to, your art, your business, your artists, your graphic designers, your, your, your musicians, your healers, your practitioners, everybody that you just been feeling like, damn, bro. I'm tired, but something got to, something got to change. Something got to, something got to give. You were the scapegoat. It's your time now. When you look, when I look back on my life, when I look even back on the jobs, this is why I can never keep a fucking job. And I even said this in, in, in something else that I did. I said, it's because I would show up with the intent that I would run it like my business because that's what I was told. And also that's what I was told that was wanted at a job, but also because I want to give my best. Fuck the job. I just wanted to give my best. Every job that I worked, it did not matter what I made. Rather, I made $8.25 an hour, $18 an hour, $20 an hour. It did not matter. I, as an individual, just wanted to give my best. I wanted to show up before my shift, 10 minutes, five minutes. I wanted to be the best seller. I wanted to give the greatest customer service. I wanted to produce the best work. I wanted my, 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 my shift to produce the most sales. You know what I mean? I wanted my, my, uh, when I, my closing duties to be, to be pristine. They come in the morning. They ain't got shit to say because that's how I am. I don't like half ass. But I realized that that was the fucking problem because guess what? Just because that bitch is the manager, that don't mean that she doing her fucking job. So guess what happens? Me coming, showing up, guess what happens? Her illuminated gets, her, her, her bullshit gets illuminated. So guess what happens to me? Bitch, you got to get the fuck on. We going to write you up. We going to slash show hours. We going to nitpick with you. We going to talk shit on you. Because really, I was not supposed to be there. That was not my purpose. I was just passing through. Even my weird ass dad used to tell me, you're just passing through. You're just passing through. Don't even get comfortable. You're not meant to stay there. You're not meant to be there. You're just passing through. Even he, on a subconscious level, was acknowledging my motherfucking purpose. And I'm saying this, I'm speaking to y'all. Y'all that are in y'all purpose, walk it. I'm here for y'all. I send so much love and so much energy to those that have just been ostracized by their fucking families and by their fucking lovers and by fucking society because people don't want to deal with themselves. And when they see you, they, 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 they see things in themselves that they do not like. And instead of addressing it and trying to get better and try to relish in your energy and love you and partake in your greatness and everything, they tear you down. They use you as a scapegoat. My, my grandma going to hit me with a fucking text basically condemning me to hell for my fucking spiritual beliefs because your fucking husband is abusive and he's a fucking crackhead and you don't want to leave this dumb ass nigga because you have somehow convinced yourself that this is your ticket to heaven and that if you want better for yourself, you're going to fucking hell. Oh my fucking God, bro. Are you serious? So, you see what I'm saying? Now, 
you, we, we can no longer say my finances are the problem because like my homegirl said, I'm bringing my grandma groceries now. I'm showing up to her door, cooking her food. I'm ordering her DoorDash. I'm handling, I'm, I'm really handling her affairs. I got her credit score up. I'm helping her with her. You see what I'm saying? I'm helping you with your bills. That's, that's where I'm at now. So, and same thing with my family. Now, my family, now they want to listen to a nigga. Now my mama want to text me and all this other shit because you can no longer say, oh, well, you know, she, she's struggling in life. She ain't got shit. Okay, well, I got shit now. I'm getting money now. I got resources now. I got big dick energy that you can see now because I've been had it, but you can see it now. You respect it now. So now what do we attack? Oh, her spiritual beliefs, her, her practice. But here's the thing. Okay, let's say I fucking accept Jesus as my Lord Christ and my fucking savior. Then what? Then what is the excuse? My weight? My height? Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. It'll be my age. Ha! I, I've answered my own question. It'll be my age next. You see what I'm saying? You see how people will continue to move the fucking goalposts on you? You see how even that in a relationship with my homegirl and his, and his brother, her brother and that bitch, like the bitch really, I, I, and I know, and I told my homegirl this in real time. I said, bitch, this bitch is playing on his psyche. She's not listening to him on anything. Do you understand how crazy that probably made him feel? Do you understand how that probably, especially as a man, your woman not listening to you? Listen, my nigga can say a lot of shit. But one thing he can't say, oh, no, I listen. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now if I did not fucking listen to him. And guess what? The things that I listened to him on, he himself was not doing. He just simply looked at me and said, hey, nigga, you could do this. I think you could do this. My brother do this. I, do, I, I think I could do this. I know so-and-so to do this. You could do this. My friend do this. He himself had not produced on this, but I didn't need him to. It's just that I trusted his fucking intelligence. I'm with you. I'm fucking you. I'm in this capacity with you. You're my man. Why would I not trust? You're observing me. You can ascertain a nigga's strength and weaknesses. I assume you do care about a nigga. I assume you do want me to do well in life. So fuck it. I'm a roll with it. I think highly enough of you, at least at the bare minimum, to at least roll with a fucking idea. Yes, it is major. It's my livelihood. It's my life. But still, you, 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 you got to understand. I told my, I've been telling my homegirl for years, bitch, you need to be a health coach. This is you. This is what you do. This is your purpose. There's nobody that I've ever talked to in my life that understands the body like this bitch understands the body. I don't give a fuck that she was sick. Because everybody is susceptible. It's just like with money. I will listen to it. A broke person can tell me about money just as much as a motherfucking millionaire. You know why? Because if anything, that broke person outside of can be activated by divine source. But that broke person can at least bare minimum can tell me what not to do. 
That broke person probably at one point had money and lost it. Do you know how many homeless people come from rich families? Do you know do you know how many homeless people are walking the streets that come from affluent families that just have fucked up dynamics because money does does not save you from emotional traumas? Only accountability does. And just because a motherfucker has money, it, do, it does not mean that they're holding themselves accountable in their lives, in their relationships, and with their families. But like I told her, I said, bitch, this, 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 why, this, why your brother been walking around fucked up for the past several years. His own woman don't even respect him enough. Don't even think of, don't even think highly of him enough to even listen to him on a fucking idea. That he is also willing to help her on for free. Oh my God, that would fuck anybody. That would fuck me up just as a counterpart because it does. But let alone as a, as a man. Hell, I've been in relationships with men and have not trusted them as a person. But damn, when them niggas would say, hey, you know what? You would be good at this. I'd be damned if they weren't right. I was in a relationship he told me, hey, you, you can do that. You can do office work. You can do office work, dude. Like you smart as fuck. Like I'm telling you, my mama do it. You can do it. I didn't take his advice in real time, but here's the thing. I listened. I just had to wrap my mind around it. I said, okay. And then later on, I end up doing that and end up being hella good, which is why I can run a business now. And I was able to learn so much because of the jobs that I was able to get honing in on those skills that that nigga had been saying, bro, you got these skills, bro. You smart as fuck. I see how you move in life. What the fuck? My other relationship, the dude was like, hey, bro, you need to work uh, uh, in politics and shit. You need to get into that. I said, how I do that? He said, I don't know, but you can figure it out. You can figure it out. I'm telling you. Same thing. He said, my mama work in the city. You can, you can work with that type of stuff. Your mind work like that. Okay. And then I'd be damned if it didn't come to pass. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So understand, you know what I mean? Like the gravity of what I'm saying. My friend is a health coach now. I'm her bitch. I've been telling her. Girl, you need to do this. I built her a website. She going to do this. She don't have a fucking choice. But I'm just saying, like, but here's the thing. She, too, has also been the scapegoat for a lot of shit in her family. But guess what? This nigga is about to save millions of lives single-handedly. All your vaccine injured. All your medical injured. All your... Just life injured. Oh, she going to save you, bro. I'm claiming it because she's a fucking warrior in that right. That's her purpose. She was the scapegoat. And guess what? Shit is accelerating for her at an, I mean, fast. She don't, she don't even realize it, but it's coming in hot and heavy. But I'm just saying all this to say as a scapegoat, understand that you, you know what you got to do in your family, in your personal relationships, 
in your friendships, in your uh, uh, just across the board, whatever, whatever capacity that you are dealing with people and you start to feel oppressed, you start to feel like, hmm, I feel like there's an energetic stance being take, taken against me. I encourage you to eliminate excuses and I encourage you to excuse yourself from the situation entirely and let people deal with themselves. Let your family deal with themselves. Let your lover deal with themselves. Let your let your 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 uh, co-workers deal with themselves. Let your church, your spiritual community, whoever the fuck, let them deal with themselves. Let your circle deal with themselves. Scapegoats. Understand, I, I release you from your fucking family. I release you from the thought processes of your fucking family. Yes, you have realized that the, that the thought patterns of the people in your family will not serve you where you are going and it is time for you to release them. You have realized that you can no longer control are you not even no longer controlled, but that you cannot influence the outcome of people that just do not want to see themselves, of people that also just do not want to see you and cannot accept you in all your greatness and love you for who you are. I saw a post and I even had to repost it on Instagram, but the chick said, I'm going to see if I can find it. If No, I'm, I'm going to just say the gist of it. But basically what she said was, she said, when... When somebody, yeah, basically what I'm saying, like, oh yeah, when, when they can't, when someone can't acknowledge their own uniqueness, when someone can't come into their own power, basically, they will always find fault in you. And when I say fault, I'm not talking about regular human accountability and flaws that we always have. No, 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 no. I'm talking about deeply rooted faults. Like you ever start just feeling like people don't like you? And you like, damn, okay, I'm not perfect, but it's like on a grand scheme of things, like I really kind of been stomped down for you. Like, for example, and actually, and this, I mean, obviously, but I'm just, just y'all get what I'm saying with the situation. My dude, right? And I loved it because me and him had a real conversation like a month or so ago. And it was funny because me and him had this conversation at the same time that me and my uh, friend was having a conversation about her family. And, and they basically were sharing the same sentiment because, like I said, I'm a hell raiser. I'm not a shit starter, but I am a hell raiser. I do not need the world to agree with me to know that something is 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 wrong or right. You feel me? Because... I'm operating and I always try to operate from a universal principle, even, even beyond my own personal opinions as well. There's things that I personally feel as, as, as a quote unquote human, but in the universe, I know that's not correct. And I'll even be like, okay, y'all. And I'm, when I say y'all, I'm talking to my spirits and just my, my spiritual army. I'd be like, okay, y'all, I know this is fucked up, but I feel this way. I feel this way. And I know that's not universally correct, but I feel this way and we need to fix it. I acknowledge it. I no longer fight those human urges and human thoughts and human emotions and shit. I no longer fight them. I don't need to. I acknowledge them. And I'm like, okay, so what now? What do we do about it now? 
You know, that's the only way that I can operate from a universal principle, even above my own. So I say that to say, yeah, I don't need the world to fucking agree with me. If the whole world is walking right, but I can clearly see there's a cliff, I'm going to go left. I don't give a fuck if nobody's there. So I say all this to say. My homegirl, the same one with the brother, uh, she didn't. <laughs> she was sick as well for a long time. And it's funny. She actually she got sick and then I got sick. And I remember when I went to her house and I was just observing her family dynamic and literally it, it just brought, I, I cried real physical tears in behind it. Like it brought tears to my eyes. Like I literally, she, she, she don't even notice to this day, but like literally I cried tears in behind this bitch just to myself because I could not stand what I was seeing from her family. I could not stand. And then the shit that her cousin had pulled on her, long story short, long story short, her cousin was basically about to let her choke and die. Her cousin, who was a medical professional, uh, was about to let her choke and die. And I, I and, and, and she also was coming against her at a time. You know how when you OK, you know how when especially when you live somewhere else, like you or you have an idea of somebody else's reality and then they give you a completely different reality that was that was just different from what you thought and it breaks your heart. It's like when you find out somebody that you love was like assaulted or something devastating just happened to them and you're like, oh my God, that's kind of how it was. So, anywho, I was so fucking mad and I just, I started cussing out her cousin and I told her, I said, I said, girl, I said, don't you ever fucking bring your cousin around me. I was like, fuck this bitch. I said, girl, oh, real. I said, man, you bring your cousin around me. I will beat this bitch down to the ground. This bitch was here. I mean, she'll tell you I was going off because I was like just the energy because now I could see it in my mind so clearly. I said, how dare this bitch? How dare this bitch come to this house? See how sick you are. See how your fucking family is treating you while you are already fucking compromised to the point to where literally I could cry about it now. Because I will never forget when when she turned to me and I seen her physicality and I said, oh, my God, and just in my head to myself and I even kind of looked down and I said, oh, my God. Because I even called my grandma and I said, grandma, I said, something's wrong with my friend. I said, I don't know what's happening. I said, but something's wrong. And my voice started shaking kind of like it is now. And I just started, like, tears just started rolling down my face. I said, Grandma, I said, something's wrong. And she was like, what's wrong, monkey? I said, I don't know. I said, but I can tell. I said, something's wrong with her. And I said, in her fucking family, I said, they just, it's like they acting like they can't see it. Like, they don't fucking care. And so, anywho... Fast forward, uh, she she told me we were joking about it, and 
She said, girl, she said, I, I tried to pray you away. She said, I did not understand why you were so angry towards my family and especially towards my cousin. But she said, I get it now. She said, you were just warring up for me. She was like, you just had love for me. Like you didn't, you didn't even care that my own family was the culprit. Like you just, you was just mad because of how I was been treated. I said, yeah, nigga, like I love you. I got love for you. I don't want to see you fucked up. That shit breaks my heart. Same thing. Like I remember uh, when my other homegirl, my other best friend, she was in um, Paris and she was telling me, you know, the little fuck shit. She was in Paris playing uh, ball, pro ball. And they, the team just got to fucking with her, bro. And I remember I was so fucking mad. She, she even don't know too. I was so mad and I was worried about her. And I, same thing, I would call my grandma and I would tell her, I'm like, man, yeah, my homegirl over here, woo woo like, I don't like these bitches. Like, I'm, I was happy that she, you know, was experiencing, you know, another country, you know, she was playing pro ball. Like, I'm just, I've, I've always been very proud of my friends. And, but I was angry as fuck at the situation. I remember she called me and she was like, girl, she said, they, they left me. They basically had left her at a fucking train station in Paris in the fucking winter time. And I, oh my God, bro, listen, I was living in Vegas at the time too, bro. Listen, when I tell you, I, I was hotter than that motherfucking Vegas sun, bro. I was heated. I got to for dangling. She needed me. She was like, I, bought, <laughs> I, I was calling my bank. I was giving her all my cards to, to try to get her a ticket. I end up, uh, my, 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 the credit card that I had that time, I was able to set it up to fucking enable international transactions and she was able to get a, uh, her ticket and shit. But bro, I was, <laughs> oh my God, she will never know the curses that I rained down. That was when I was first getting into my spiritual practice uh, too. She do not know to this day, the fucking curses that I rained down upon that fucking team, that fucking coaching them bitches that did her like that. I'll be damned. Oh my God. I was so happy when that ass touched back down on U.S. soil. I'll be damned. But I say all this to say, even back to my dude, we had a real conversation because it's, you know, we met before COVID and, you know, we pretty much had a COVID relationship and he, he wanted to get the damn vaccine to go to this football game. And mind you, I told him, I, I was just telling him, I said, listen, dude, I said, I don't think that's the best decision. I said, this medical mafia ain't got nothing good for you. And the medical mafia, I said, you know, I'm just rattling him off everything that we already know, the injuries, the neurological problems, you know, the, the mercury, the metals, everything that's in them and come to find out is everything but goddamn snake venom in the fucking vaccine. OK, so I'm rattling off and I'm going hard and I'm telling him and mind you, at this time, he also took 30 antibiotics that I also strongly went up against, even to the point to where I call my homegirl, the one that's a health coach now, and I put her on speaker. I said, please talk to him. I said, I do not want to take him. He does not understand. And I kept telling her and I, and I gave him. And you, like I said, y'all know we Capricorns. I read and research. I read the fine print. I come with facts and statistics. 
Fuck what society says. Fuck indoctrination. I'm a firm believer. Listen, school not going to make you smart. A doctor not going to make you healthy. And a preacher not going to get you to heaven. You got to get shit for yourself. You got to get life for yourself. That's another thing scapegoats realize. We've had to get life for ourselves. We have had to be objective, even when it comes to our families. If I listen to the mindset of my families, not only would I be not here with y'all, but I, I, would, I wouldn't even be in my fucking relationship. I would be in some fucked up, fucked up, fucked off ass relationship because that's what my family perpetuates. Scapegoats. See, anywho, I'll get to that later. But anywho. He in the he took the 30 antibiotics against <laughs> against my wishes. And and that's okay. Everybody got their journey. You know what I mean? Seriously, everybody has their journey, and I get it. When you sick and you feeling like shit, you'll do everything short of eating fucking dirt to feel better. I get it. I understand where he was at. But he just broke down and told me. He was like, you know, he said, I just met you a year ago. And you know, I, you know, my mama, my brother, my, you know, whoever else is telling me this, you know, a society also teaches you this. And here you come a year ago, you know, strongly with, with conviction. And yeah, I'm like I say, Capricorns, we don't know everything. But the shit that I speak on, nigga, it's because I know it. I researched it and I lived it. So I'm telling you facts. This ain't my fucking opinion. This is what it is. Is the sky not blue? <laughs> you know? That's not my opinion. It, it, it just perceives or it, it perceives to be blue to the human eye. So, but I could appreciate that he could acknowledge that, okay, you know, basically I didn't fuck with you because I didn't know you and I didn't trust you. And I went with what was comfortable. I went with, I went with a mindset that I innately knew. I didn't go with what was against the grain. So scapegoats. I'm just saying, I'm telling y'all, we go against the grain. We don't march to the beat of everybody else's drum. We don't see the world everybody else does. We don't love the way everybody else loves. We ain't everybody like you would be amazed because that's even where my friend, even my other friends, like they be, they be fucked up because it's like, damn, you, you so stomped down for the people that do not fuck with you the same way. Scapegoats you. And I know it hurts, but you got to start adjusting yourself in your personal relationships across the board. Just all of them. Because as a scapegoat, you are already kind of isolated. The people that are around you, they have to be stomped down about you. They have to stand in spiritual solidarity with you. They have to, to ride with you in life. They have to defend you. They have to love you. It's almost something out of this world because you are going up against something that just other motherfuckers are not going up against. You are tasked with the divine fucking divine fucking just just order and you have to go to war. So you the people around you from your lover to your friends to your family to the people you work with, they got to be able to go to war with you. I got a business partner, bro. I'm so thankful for this dude. 
Seriously, he even told me just here the past couple days because I was frustrated as hell to the point of tears because I was like, bro, I told him, I, I just finally broke. I said, dude, I feel like I said it's been so hard. It's been so hard getting to this point. You have no idea, but he does. He really does because he himself has climbed out of trenches. Trenches. So he feel me. And I said, dude, I said, it's been so much getting to this point. Oh, y'all, I'm going to have to go to another podcast. This going to have to be a part two. Whew. It's, I'm going to have to. Carbon Alchemist out.